You're listening to the Geek Out Loud podcast, your safe place to geek out. again everyone and welcome back to geek out loud your safe place to geek out uh formerly known as the official podcast of geekoutonline.com uh we are we're back this is the 50th anniversary nothing big no big uh no big celebrations or anything it's taken us uh three years four years to get to uh three years to get to episode 50 but you know here we are i'm steve glosson along with me today um he has now gained the moniker the choosy mother Derek Russell. I don't like it. What? I don't like it, and I don't Nothing. want to do it. And we'll be back again. <laughs> uh, they, so is it Big Honk and Steve and Choosy Mother Derek? I, I guess. Well, somebody, no, because I'm not Big Honk and Steve anymore. I don't do the Big Honk and Steve thing anymore. The heck you don't. I really I don't. You are to me. Well, I was never to you. I was never to you. What does that mean? I, like you, that was some. You never called me by that. I know, but now that I can't, I want it. Well, hmm. Hmm. Isn't that the way life works out, Derek Russell? It is. Let's it is. let's get serious for a minute. Why is that the case? <laughs> Deep thoughts with thoughts. I'm serious, man. That's ridiculous. What would you Cinderella got it right. Don't know what you got till it's gone. So. I want to go ahead and apologize from the outset. Uh, I was on a trip this past weekend and um, got myself a little summer cold, and, um, and and so I'm still a bit congested. You were around all those chillings. Yeah, it might have been that. It might have been the, uh, well, we'll get there. I'll tell you about it because uh, I'm really excited to talk about it. In fact, that's the whole reason really for doing this show today is because I want to talk about my trip down to uh, Hollywood Studios at Disney World uh, for their Star Wars weekends, and um, there's some there's some stuff that concerns both of us in that, and I'm really excited to tell you about a game that we played okay. while we were there. So that's that's what's coming up on this episode of Geek Out Loud. Before we do that, though, Derek, um, mm-hmm. there's some things that I did not do on the last uh, episode that I need to get out of the way real quick. Okay. Um, 
in in is this like taxes or anything? Is this going to take a while? No, no, no. Okay, uh, okay. And for those of you who are wondering, we're still in all the legal negotiations for some other things that are going on. And yeah, uh, um, there's one I'm worried about. Like I want to. Like I think it's 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 very steric. Yeah. 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 Covered it with what? <laughs> but I'm, I'm worried, like the maple kind. Yeah. The maple kind. Yeah. I'm worried that we have to pay like the 14 cents every time we use it. Um. Okay. Well, let's. I. I can. I can spare 14 cent. I mean, do you want? But it's never been a joke we use sparingly, so it's going to end up being like 30 dollars oh. an episode. Oh. Okay. What so, is it? I don't know. Hey, what is it? Guilty. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought about that, and and I I don't know. We'll I see. Can't do it. It's it's your joke. So you. you well. <clears throat> Um, I'll fight for that. Well, I, there's something coming up toward the end of the episode that we'll probably have to pull it out. Okay. So, just so you'll know. Introducing ForceCast.net. At last. Home for all things ForceCast. This is where the fun begins. Star Wars fans, listen to the ForceCast and visit ForceCast.net. We found the computer outlet, sir. From the weekly ForceCast of the Clone Wars Roundtable and the IndieCast. ForceCast.net leaves no fan behind. It is pointless to resist. Watch ForceCast live. Read our blog. Post in our forums. Check out photo galleries. Listener contests. Cruise through the show archives, including the Galaxy of Music, Clone Wars Roundtables, Microcasts, Cantina Interviews, Special Reports, they're all here. Are you sure this thing is safe? <laughs> what are you waiting for? Check it out. Forcecast.net. I feel the force. The galaxy is listening. Leading up to the return of this podcast, there were uh, a lot of people who helped promote the podcast. Um, the, uh, the, 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 one of the biggest ones, of course, was Starkville's House of Ale, um, mm. and uh, it's. Uh, we can talk about the fact that there was a podcast called that, right? I, you know, I, I err on the side of caution. Okay, well, there was this podcast about this I'm show. Choosing mother. Yeah, <laughs> and I choose caution. <laughs> um, the. Uh, Anyhow, this this podcast about this show was really key in helping promote the return. Uh, Michael Bailey over at Views from the Long Box, um, which is a comics podcast. The Professor, if you will, knowledgeable about so much DC. He has a uh, he has a, a blog called FortressofBailey2.com, and and this month he's devoting the month to the Green Lantern as he's getting ready for the release of the Green Lantern. Um, huge Superman fan is Michael Bailey. Views from the Long Box is all about comics, though, and, and he just chooses different topics from comics past and present and sometimes future because uh, he has a time machine. And um, <laughs> I'm that just saying. That's how he knows so much. That's right. That's right. And, uh, and so he, he's helped out. The Star Wars and Sci-Fi Book Report, hosted by my friend Jesse Colbert, uh, they've done their own previews um, and their own promotions for Geek Out Loud coming back. And, uh, and to your the, voice is going up while you're saying that because so. it because Jesse Jesse knows Jesse's one of those guys like I, he we're good friends and he knows how to get under my skin and um, and so he's started this campaign to find me a new nickname. Um, I thought you were gonna say co-host. I was like, yes, I'm with no, Jesse. No, hey, why quit being so begrudging? That hurts my feelings. Well, good because I can get under your skin. Okay. Anyhow. Um, so, but they've been really promoting the, the return. The guys over at Media Junkyard uh, played a promo spot on one of their episodes. Um, 
the uh, I want to say the Botham Report had, had had threw something up on there. So there were several other podcasts that did. Like I started getting tweets from a lot of different people saying, "Hey, we played your promo, we played your trailer." And so thank you to all you guys. Uh, the the guys at the Force Cast played. Um, played the geek out loud trailer that's pretty cool yeah and so jason and jimmy mac and uh and we're returning we're returning that favor on this episode um you you have either already heard the force cast promo or you will uh if you're into star wars they are a great star wars podcast to check out but jimmy mac who is the co-host there uh and and i guess the producer of the force cast really uh hit surprised me because he does a podcast with his wife Wendy Snyder called Snyder Marks Radio both he and Wendy have radio backgrounds and not just like radio backgrounds we were you know on some podunk station out they were Chicago radio uh, big time still are still is Wendy and um and they do a podcast uh uh Snyder Marks Radio, and right smack dab in the middle of it, just to vamp for some time, he played the promo, and they talked about what Geek Out Loud is on their show, and it has nothing to do with geek stuff at all, their show doesn't, so it was really cool, and I appreciate them um, uh, doing that, and uh, and thanks to everybody who helped promote the return of Geek Out Loud, and uh, hey, I will never turn down promotion for this show. <laughs> the end. Um <laughs> I'll never stop doing promotion. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, you know, one thing that uh, uh, that I find that I, I just slip back into the habit very easily of, hey, you check out Geek Out Loud? Um, so, the official, oh, that doesn't work anymore. Mm, no. Well, no. I don't know. I asked you today if maybe you wanted to kind of maybe post some things every now and again. You, want you me mentioned to it on the last episode. The for you. Do what? You want me to save the... Save the joke and do the work for you. I, I'm just I'm trying to give you an outlet, Derek. If you want to, if okay, playing the role of Steve Lawson today is Derek Russell. Um, you know, no, I'm not demanding. I was about to break into Wilson Phillips, but I didn't. I don't. De- <laughs> I don't demand that you do anything. I, we need to. What was that episode where we switched of that show? Um, I there was, that was one. a good episode. Yeah, it and was. It didn't. It wasn't even intentional. Right. It was fun for you. Um, <coughs> yeah, you were sweating. I was like, "Why am I serious? Why am I having to? Why is he the? <laughs> how did I, how did I end up at the wheel of this ship? And how do I steer it properly?" Um, so, but speaking of that, sir, mm. um, you know, on the last episode, we put the call out and uh, asked people to uh, tweet us at Geek Out Loud on the Twitter, um, and if they wanted you around. Yeah. To, uh, yeah. To, yeah. to, uh, what stick. What was in there? Well, well I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> what did they tweet? <laughs> they tweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what um, did they say? What did they say? Um, oh. <laughs> well, we said, you know, tweet, tweet at us if you want Derek on here with the hashtag choosy mother. Mm-hmm. And, um, I didn't really think that was that funny a joke. Uh, yeah, what? Don't go there. Forget <laughs> you for saying that. It was hilarious. It was hilarious on so many levels because who remembers Choosy Mothers Choose Jeff? Number one. Well, Jeff's my life force. That's but, all I eat. But number two, uh-huh. like I said, it sounds like it should be in a Shaft song. It should. Yeah. You know, we yeah. should do that. Should be our next parody. Oh, okay. He loves yeah. peanut. He's a complicated man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Overwhelmingly, 
<clears throat> over the dog just the whole time. He's a complicated man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's Shut one. Oh. He's one choosy mother. Shut your mouth. Um. Oh. oh. Uh. <laughs> Any overwhelmingly hashtag choosy mother on the on the Twitter man. I, it's, I wouldn't call that an overwhelming. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Rafe Bla- Rafe Blake VTM at W Derek R. He says hashtag now, choosy where mother. Do you have those said. pulled up? What are you? <laughs> uh, Mr. Motion Picture. The delegation recognizes Derek Russell as the new vice president of the Goal Nation. Choosy mother hashtag. He <clears throat> did it backwards. Um, he was hashtagging a bizarro world. Uh, let's see here. Uh, JB Scaff2. Um, hashtag choosy mother. Uh-huh. Uh, so great to have at Murray1134 says, so great to have at Geek Out Loud back. So much fun. Hashtag choosy mother. That, that, that doesn't mean. Yes. Doesn't mean yes. Anything. Yes. Wow. Yes. Uh, Derek Russell says to at Geek Out Loud, it's a little girl. Run, Ellison. Wait, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you are talking back. <laughs> Motion World. That's uh, one thing I can say I never did on that other show. I never got in a conversation that's with true. myself. That's true. Uh, Motion World says, bring back, bring on the steric. Hashtag choosy mother. Derek for permanent co-host, please, says Ice Possum 13. Hashtag choosy mother. Um, Samuel Moon says, some of these. I don't see these. Samuel Moon says, sorry I'm late, but I want my hashtag choosy mother. <laughs> I don't get it. I just like that. I want my hashtag choosy mother. Um, Nuggy, nineteen eighty three says, "Just listen to the return of Geek Out Loud. Great show, and I like the Tron. I like Tron because I'm a hashtag choosy mother. Stick around, Derek. Uh, so glad uh, Steve and Geek Out Loud are back. Derek sure is one choosy mother. So that counts. Um, hashtag choosy mother again. Uh, doesn't Derek understand the perfect chemistry of of Steric? Says Ding Dingquat. Dingquat. Uh, Dingquote. Hashy, choosy mother. Hashy. 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 Hashy mother. Hashy mother. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag, yeah. Hashtag <laughs> choosy mother. <laughs> what was in there? Um, the maple cut. <clears throat> downloading the new episode of... some. Right, okay, okay, you, you made your point. Okay. So you're on. Permanent. No, this is my last one. What? I did want, I did an entrance and an exit. Are, That's good. You're stepping away? I'm stepping away from the microphone. Finishing out on top, huh? Always go out on top. I ran that from George Costanza. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk later. Okay. Um, Bye, everybody. So this is going to have to be a this is going to have to be a downer of a show so that you'll want to come back to be on top. My plan is working already. Um, so yeah, Derek, you. I mean, you understand that I now refer to you as as the host of Goal, right? No, 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 no. Co. Well, co, you know what a co-host is? Co means really equal. But I wouldn't go, dare go around saying I'm the host of Geek Out Loud. I would. No, well, you would. Right. Yeah, you would. B- yeah. Because, because I am. Yeah. yeah. Because you're Steve. <laughs> because I'm Steve. What was, what's in there? Oh. So. <coughs> the, so um, the host of Geek Out Loud, yeah. Yeah. So. Anyhow. People, I, if anything, I want to be, if, if I'm here and, mm-hmm. they, and they, yeah, some have said they want me here. Yeah. See, it's fun. <laughs> I want to be the, the I want to be the the producer in the glass booth that just occasionally clicks in sometimes. I don't want you to be that though for this show. 
dude, you have no idea how good this show was when you were just like when you would go off on your, with yourself and mm. get wrapped up in an adventure. Well, I I want you to come on the adventure with me, Derek. You're my companion. Been on so many. <laughs> you want me to get in that TARDIS? We've been on so many adventures, Derek. <laughs> this is what you need to understand: is that there is a bond between us that cannot be broken. That once we have started on this journey, once we have climbed into this incredible thing that we're in, we cannot stop. We must press forward. We must move onwards. We must continue on this fight for all things good and whatever we're doing here. I need you. Are you with me? peaked a little early there yeah well why not let's do this okay <laughs> all right glad we didn't have to sit through the whole song to get that that's done. good that's so <laughs> 57 seconds we won't get back hey by the way i'm almost finished with season five of doctor who had you not seen any of it well no i've, I've seen some of it I, I didn't realize how much i'd seen of it i just watched the one where um where mm-hmm. amy got lost in the in the uh in the time machine police box thing there the tardis yeah the tardis Oh, yeah, I see what you were doing there. Sorry. So, uh, yeah. I was like, really? Does he not know the name? We did a whole bit. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did a whole oh. bit. Oh, that's it, the bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, that thing. Oh, and you totally burned me on Twitter today. What did I burn you on Twitter? When I was like, where? You were like, run, Ellis, run. I'm like, where? And you said, under there. Which prompted <laughs> me to say, underwear. <laughs> so, anyhow. Just made you say that's right. <laughs> well, um, let's uh, let's do this. Let's move on. Let's move forward, my mm-hmm. my, my co-host, my companion. We'll come back to this. Uh, and let's jump into some emails. Uh, the first one comes from E.T. <gasps> yes, not that one. Phoned home. Not that E.T. I think I think the person's real name is Aaron. And uh, says, uh, Steve, I was absolutely stoked by the news of Geek Out Loud's return. I mean, the predicted second coming of Jesus and goal. Killer week, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, well, the former didn't pan out, but I'm still excited about Goal's triumphant reemergence. Though I'm well, still if one had happened, the other probably wouldn't have happened. So it's good. What the one <laughs> right <laughs> truth? <laughs> yes, had Jesus returned, there would have been no goal. Um, says over the last year, I've found I've been enjoying my fair share of manga in as well as anime. What? Dude, have we ever talked about the manga and the anime betwixt I us? I hate it. Okay. Um, that's a little more harsh than what I would have preferred. Sorry, sorry, sorry. For, for the show. Um, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put it to you like this. The anime then. kind, yeah. Um, yeah. Hate yeah. it. Oh. Oh. Um, I don't know. She's. Um, I, yeah, I'm not a big fan of it either. She said, I don't ever. know if you've ever watched any. It isn't exactly newcomer friendly, as far as I can tell. Uh, but I completely love one manga anime slash anime in particular called Black Cat. It's a great story about an ex-assassin who goes out for redemption by becoming a bounty hunter. Isn't that all of them? <laughs> you just described. I mean, didn't you describe every ever. single anime and manga story ever? Either that, or some child in a mythical land finds out they have magical powers. Um, 
And they're the chosen one? Yes. The cho- yes. I bet this bounty hunter is going to end up being the chosen one. I'm sorry. Pokemon, <clears throat> Dragon Ball Z, any of that, not for me. Yeah, I think that's the more mainstream stuff. I think when people start talking manga or manga in anime, I think they're really talking more... Oh, yeah. They're talking the dark stuff, usually. Yeah. Um, the the I used to think I loved Voltron, which had which was Japanese, I think, in its origination. Um, Maybe because it's super. It's super. Yeah, I went and watched it again. Not so great, Derek. Well, you know, it's kind of like our buddy John Reed does in the promo. Yes, the '80s cartoons. <laughs> A lot of those things you think were awesome. You could, like if if I sat down and watched a marathon of David the Gnome right now, I'd be like, "What, what was I thinking?" <laughs> David How the Gnome a little after my time. Old Nick Jr., David the Gnome. Sorry. Um, no, I know, but I know what you're talking about. That's a great grab, sir. Thank you so much for that. You're um, David the Gnome. <laughs> now I'm trying to think of how we can incorporate that into our lives. Um, David the Gnome? Yeah, and be David the Gnome. Um, huh? I always felt like David the Gnome was kind of a ripoff of gummy bears. <clears throat> David the Gnome was before Gummy Bears, though, wasn't he? Uh, not that I recall. I remember watching Gummy Bears, and then because I re- the only place I remember David the Gnome from is when I'd be stuck at home sick and it'd be on Nick Jr. But see, didn't they re-aired on Nick Jr.? Wasn't it originally on something else? And then it Nick probably Jr. was. It, it had an older feel to it, so it probably was. Uh, we're we're gonna consult the iPad Same, here. Consult the iPad as we as we go on. I'm just not really familiar with it. She says it's a great, great one though. And a lot of people who get into the anime and manga, they're sucked in by some by what's apparently great stories and you know and that that are very cerebral in their approach to things. So um, yeah, I don't want to think that much. She says uh I read another comic I was hoping to get your opinion on written by Mark Miller called Chosen American Jesus Volume One. Have you heard about that? I'm afraid I missed that one. Yeah, me too. I've seen some comics that attempt to portray Jesus slash God in the medium, but Chosen is pretty careful about how it's doing things. Um, let's face it, as, as careful as Mark Miller is with any topic. I was going to say, wow. But are these portrayals, no matter how sensitive, quote, or insensitive, quote, blasphemous? Just want to get your opinion on that. I can't really speak to the blasphemy of those portrayals, uh, the one, the particular one she's talking about, because I've never heard of it. Have you? I, I, I mean, have you even heard of it? Yeah. No. I hadn't I either. David the Gnome. Um, American Chosen Jesus Volume 1 to David the Gnome. In 1985. One, in one move. David the Gnome was 1985. And Gummy Bears were? I'm thinking they were 90s, weren't no, they? No, Gummy Bears were 80s, sir. I watched them in Athens, Georgia. Dashing and daring, courageous and caring. Faithful and friendly with stories to share. All through the forest they sing out in chorus, marching along as their song fills the air. Are you there yet? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. Um, 86. Oh, wow. 86 to wow. 89 on NBC. Well, where did David the Gnome first air? <clears throat> yeah, that's a good question. Because uh, it wasn't on Nick Jr. Gummy Bears started on NBC. Let's, yeah, let's God, Gummy Bears were Saturday morning cartoon on NBC. Let's see about David the Gnome. This is interesting. <clears throat> this is a special uh-huh. report with Derek Russell on David the Gnome. TVE? We I take you live that. now to Derek Russell. Oh, Derek? Oh, country of origin, Spain. Yeah, I knew it wasn't American. It was redubbed. Yep. Interesting <laughs> a lot. Interestingly enough, only 26 episodes of the series. Hmm. Seemed like a lot more. Maybe because it was so hard to sit through. <laughs> 
So. Isn't there something really weird about the last episode? What's that? Like he was going to die or something. It was like Logan's run. I don't, dude. I don't know. I don't. I don't have that much intimate knowledge about David. That the Gnome. sounds right. Hold on. David <coughs> the Gnome series finale. David the Gnome was just a ripoff of the Littles, which was a Saturday morning cartoon on ABC in the eighties. <clears throat> I'm interested to know the seven most soul crushing series finales in TV history. Uh oh. Let's read them. <clears throat> we go, we take you now to a report with our special reporter Derek Russell. Derek. Um. Coming in at uh, uh, number you're, whatever you're supposed this to say, is. Thank you, Steve. Hello. You're supposed thank to you, say, Steve. Okay, go ahead. I'm here, Steve. It's it's amazing. <laughs> uh, you won't believe all the carnage. I, I, what is the carnage? Um, number two. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What about seven through one? Okay, it started on the second page. Oh. I tried to go back, but the, I got gotcha. the, the keyboard here on the iPad is not being uh, being friendly, helpful because the page is still loading. This now, is on what is this? Com, by the way, what is this list you're looking at? Uh, the seven most soul-crushing series finales in TV history. Number seven, uh, a little low on the list, than I would like it to be an Alf. Oh my gosh! That's probably coming a lot closer to number one. That should come in as like the most. I don't know if it's soul-crushing as much as it's just will-crushing and spirit-crushing and gut-wrenching all at the same time. Yes, yes. Because then they had to come back and do the other TV show, and it was quite terrible. Which I never saw that. Uh, the, the the movie, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, it was, it was awful. Yeah. The Tanners weren't in it and all this other stuff. Number six was the Jim Henson show Dinosaurs. Mm, how did that end? Um, the um, The meteor... The media Shower? hit and everything froze over. Are you serious? And then it get picked back up. Are you serious? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Didn't realize that show ended that way. And That's the first show. Dinosaurs Earl is... Sinclair, I remember this. Earl Sinclair actually was the cause of it. Oh, nice. And the final clip is him apologizing for killing everybody as they rally together to wait for death as the snow piles up outside. Dinosaurs was the first show. I, I mean, they were very Family Guy-esque in their approaches and things because... There was one show they did, and it was kind of about drugs, I guess. And at the end, like, the teenage boy is talking directly to the camera. He's like, you know what? We don't want to be one of those shows where we have to do a message yeah, episode. Yeah. I'm like, that's, that's pretty funny. That's a great show. Um, number five is Third Rock from the Sun. I don't remember how it ended. I don't remember how Third Rock he ended stayed either. on Earth, didn't he? I, I thought so. William Shatner was in that season a lot. He was the big, giant head. I remember how that one in Dallas... I uh, could care less had about a weird Dallas. Ending. I don't know how Dallas ended. Someone shot somebody. Yeah, they. you thought J.R. was killing himself, and you didn't know until they came back from another movie later. I don't know. Coming in at number three, though, is um, David the Gnome. Yeah, how did David... Yeah? D- yeah, yeah. If you grew up watching Nickelodeon around the early 90s, you probably have some vague memories of a cartoon from overseas centered around gnomes and colorful pointy hats mingling with forest creatures. Yes. In most episodes, there was a lesson for youngsters about different types of animals or about treating the environment with respect. On the last episode, the young children got to learn about every living thing dies. Wow. Apparently, gnomes can only live to be 400 years old. Oh, my God, they have a picture of him like in Logan's Run. I was just making a joke, but I was right. Apparently, gnomes can only live to be 400 years old, and David and his wife were both 399 throughout the series. Wow. So when they hit the big 400, it was time for them to trek all the way to the mountains of beyond with their fellow quad centurion... Centenarian Casper to uh, die? Wow. 
faithful as usual. Swift comes with them. Whoever That's Swift the fox, was. wasn't it? The fox? I don't know, I guess. Yeah. But once they reach the mountains, he is not allowed to climb up with them. They bid him a farewell, a tearful farewell, and Swift watches as they all die and turn into trees. That's just sick. Swift, now alone and horribly sad, walks back down the mountain. And kills himself. Sure the proceedings don't end on an entirely down note. Swift immediately meets a female fox. <clears throat> And it's made intimately. It's made In, it what? Instantly. <laughs> Inst- instantly, I think. <laughs> immediately. I'm not. Oh, immediately. Okay. I have my glasses on. Sorry. Clear. Swift will be consoling himself by. Uh, okay. Well, I won't moving quote on. What this says here. Moving but, on. Two and one. <laughs> number two is Little House on the Prairie. Worst television show ever. How was that? Had, had a bad. You know, Little House on the Prairie was a depressing show. Even though little Laura was like running through a field all happy at the end. And when they played pranks on the, the blind girl, it was kind of downer. Mm, yeah. And, well, I mean, first off, she didn't start out blind. Did she? I mean, I what? Didn't we get to see? I always the... watched that show growing up and I hated it. Yeah. Oh, uh, the last one is St. Elsewhere with the boy in the globe. Mm, I don't remember that. They, they pull out of the hospital <clears throat> and, um, the boys got the globe, and you find out the whole series took place inside a snow globe. What? That's weird. But you know, you remember how Mary Todd Moore would always end with the cat, the MTM Enterprises? Yeah. The cat would meow. On the last one, there's the cat is dead, hooked up to a, a heart monitor. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, one, one, one of the New Heart shows where he woke up. Yeah, it was the last. It was Newhart. It was he Newhart. It was uh, he, all of Newhart had been a dream, and it was from the Bob the, Newhart show. His wife, from the Bob Newhart show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyhow, that's a nice. That's a classic geek out loud digression, right there, sir. You're welcome. Uh, you know, thank you. Um, wait. Yes. Uh, this one comes from Todd. Todd says, "Hey, Steve, just want to drop a quick line to you. This is Todd." And I wanted to welcome you back. I was going to say, is that it? <laughs> I really, yeah. Hey, Todd. Um, I really missed your show. To celebrate your return, I used this three-day weekend to have my own Geek Out Loud podcast marathon while just geeking out reading some comics, even if they are Star Trek comics. Hmm. I'm sorry, I'm sorry Steve, but I'm a big Trekkie. But I'm just as big a Wars fan as I am a Trek fan. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on all the Marvel movies, which I'm sure you've seen by now. Anyways, looking forward to your return. Uh, regards, Todd. Todd, I've seen one Marvel movie thus far. That's Thor. I've been carrying this hammer all the way from Asgard. Now my arm is Thor. <laughs> this will send you back to heck, you troll. This will send you back to hell, you ugly troll. Uh, yes. Uh, this At the time of recording, tomorrow night, uh, or tomorrow, uh, X-Men First Class comes out. Are you looking forward to that? I've been looking more and more forward to it as I've been like I haven't read full reviews, but I've seen the the titles of reviews and like people are like stoked about it. Apparently, apparently it's a big deal. Apparently, it's the sleeper hit of the summer. I'm excited for them. I'm good. Good on you, X Men First Class. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably go see that tomorrow afternoon as if I have the chance. So try to hit up a you know old matinee before everybody goes. And oh, good. That'll be good. Sells out. Yeah. So, Todd, I'm sure as we get to see... Have you seen Thor yet? No. Okay. Todd, I'm sure as we get to see these movies, we'll talk about them, because that's what we do here on on, on the loud. Um, this comes from Evan. Evan says, uh, you guys were the first podcast I ever listened to. I started with Sky Next. Remember that show? Mm-mm. Not at all. Hey, Josh Friedman was tweeting up a storm yesterday, by the way. Really? 
And to all of our Terminator the Sarah Chronicle Chronicles fans, here's some news for you straight from Josh Friedman's mouth. I don't own the franchise. I could not continue the series on another channel or through a comic book medium or even a movie without being tapped by the owners of the franchise. So uh, he's moved on, and I think the rest of us should as well. I think that was coming out of the fact that Sci-Fi has picked up the event. Right. It's been canceled for a miniseries. Oh, they've picked it up. wrap it up. Wow. Yeah. So um, uh, I think uh, some other people were quite angry about that. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that uh, that's that's not coming back anytime soon. Uh, from Gold around three, and then the Big Honkin Show, and through those shows, I found the Smodcast Empire. This is the second person that found the Smodcast Empire because of us. Good right. on you. All right, Pete. No, because of us. Like he mentioned, you first, Skynex. Um, <laughs> that was us. I think you guys need to uh, let Kevin Smith know about that. Um, <laughs> He's you just, guys, not us. Right. Right. The the listeners. Let them know we're choosy mothers. Yes. He <laughs> says, you guys have gotten me started on a path of podcasts I can barely keep up with. Thank you so much for returning. Because of you, I've embarrassed, I have embarrassed my geekdom. What? I don't How know. Do I don't know what it means. Geekdom? You might have embarrassed yourself by your geekdom, but that should never happen. True. And that's from Evan. He says, well, this is my jumping off point. <laughs> yeah. New jokes, Evan. We're going for the new jokes. Well, that was uh, Skynex. Well, he yeah, he put a Skynex. He put in parenthesis Skynex reference there. So I don't. I really don't even remember how, how that happened. Um, did I forward you this email from Guy Jen? No, I got no emails. Okay. Uh, he says I'm in the dark here. He says literally hey, the lights are off. He says, "Hey, Stephen, Derek. That's right. I said Derek because I expect nay demand that Derek accepts his co-host spot." Exclamation point. I like that guy. Yeah, um, just glad you I, I did up until this email. I liked him before that. But. Just glad you guys are doing this, and hope to hear a future commentary podcast for the Muppet movie. The, would you be willing to do a Muppet movie commentary like the original? Yeah. I, I mean, should that not have been Geek Out Loud fifty? I, I guess it should have been. <laughs> Edit. Edit. Starting over. Start from scratch. Here we go. That sounds like a great What idea. a great helicopter shot to open this movie with, Derek. Through the clouds, <laughs> the rainbow. Um, <clears throat> we could do great Muppet caper. We, I, I'd love I to do try the, that sometime. I would love to do the Muppet movie and see if we know all of the celebrities that make cameos or not. I think we could manage that. So, yeah, I think that'd be good. I think that'd be good. We'll have to work on that. Um, he says, I'm okay with all new jokes, but I swear to Zod, if Edna got fired when you quit podcasting because the economy is bad and with her limited experience in other fields, I don't know if she would survive. Maybe by this, by the time this happens, the full Edna story will have hit. We'll have, yes. We'll, we'll, it, when, when, what is your plan for Geek Out Loud now? Um, what is my plan for Geek Out Loud for this like episode? Bi- like bi-monthly? Or what yeah, whatever. Huh? I, it's really whatever we feel. Oh. Like if you call me up, like we need to record about this, then I'll be like, okay, let's do it. Okay. So, you know. All right. Um, my final annoying tidbit is this. The next podcast parody song needs to be Derek's I'm a Choosy Mother rap song. I don't I don't know what to put that to. I don't either. I, the only thing I can think is Shaft, and it's just for that one line. Yeah. Um, can't wait for the 50th anniversary. Well, here it is, guy, Jen, and you had your email read, so that's the way you celebrate the 50th anniversary. Um. Finally, uh, I'll hear what he want to answer. This isn't well. I'm, no, I've got to save this one from Brian because it's for a future round three topic, Derek. That just okay. came in today. 
So he's not answering his phone. Oh, did you just call me? <laughs> Why are you? Because you said call you up whenever we need to geek out loud. So uh, but no, we're up. doing it now. Oh, this is. Well, hello, everybody. Mm-hmm. Didn't know we were in. Hi. Um. What? Oh, okay. Hey, what's up? It was, just a, it was a bad joke. Let, let it go. Okay. I no. I just I missed it. I'm sorry. Uh, there's a great topic for. <laughs> no, he didn't miss it. It just wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> well, my phone started ringing, and it's I, on and it's on vibrate. Oh, and I realized yeah, my I phone was ringing. Answer. I just said, "Oh, well, I'm gonna call it now." Well, I, but we're. I'm so confused. So what you were doing, Derek, basically is is I said, you just call me whenever you want to do a geek out loud. Mm-hmm. And you grabbed your phone, mm-hmm. and you dialed my number. Mm-hmm. But my phone was on vibrate, sitting right here as I was talking to you, uh-huh. and I didn't get to it in time to answer your call. Yeah. So we missed an incredible bit. And this is what I'm saying. All the things that might have been, Derek. But you know what we have to do? I- I'm looking for opportunities for all new jokes here. You're just we- shut down. <laughs> We have to move forward. We have to press on. We have to stop the music. <laughs> we have to quit this bit. It's going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it takes a long time for a minute-long bit. Yes, it does. Yeah, especially it's if you're trying to music, do it off the cuff. If you're trying to I do it off the cuff. I said last time, you sparingly. Um, I thought you were talking about the other theme, though. No, I'm not too fond of that, although you said that was going to be my music because that was coming in. And it didn't happen. And it didn't happen. I'm sorry. I did like the random Tron music when I was talking to my mom. Though. Mm. That was good. I, now, see, yeah. we, I wasn't going to bring it up because you didn't want to. I don't want you to use it, but I thought it was fine. I feel like everyone needs to know what it actually happened in that no, moment. No, it's fine. So, you don't like this. I didn't say I didn't like it, just comparatively to the... Yeah, it makes me dizzy. How so, Derek? Because that that blue thing keeps spinning around. Because the police box keeps lightning. Yeah, that that um that um that shit. The um. This comes from Tim. He says, "Hey, Stephen, Derek, this is our final one." Mm. He says, "I'm yeah." Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. 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 Jim. Mm. Gail. Ocean breeze soap. Why don't you just say what it does? Ocean Breeze Soap will get you clean. Clean. Um, he says, I'm so glad Gold is back and I have my steric fix. I'll skip the mushy stuff straight to the body of my email. Uh, he says, Steve, dude, what's up with all your friends procreating? Didn't Buck have a kid recently? Yes. And so did Hummy. Yes. Uh, and our thoughts are with Hummy and his family. Uh, they had some complications with the little boy. And he's okay now, but uh, had to have some surgery, huh? Derek? I haven't heard that. Really? <clears throat> no. Yeah, he uh, uh, had a had a situation. Um, it's a it's a baby situation, and I can't think it's a real technical term for it. And I don't know what it is, but he actually had to have open surgery and um, to to correct some things with his digestive system. So. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, but they're doing well. I talked to Joe. I didn't. Yeah, they're doing well, and and everything seems to be okay. So, thoughts and prayers are with Joe and his family and little Caden. Um, he says, I also think Derek maybe became a daddy a few months ago. Maybe. Hmm. Hmm. Correct me mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, but even that mayor guy from Denton has a kid whose first birthday is nearby. Yes. 
With all your friends having children, what's your problem, Steve? <laughs> Thanks. No, he doesn't say that. He says you must spread the geek and enter. But that's how I'm feeling right now. That's how that's how rumors get <laughs> that's started. How, yeah, uh, I mean my biological clock ticking like a time bomb right now. Um, do guys have biological clocks? Anyhow, with all your friends having children, Some you days mu- you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> The improv master, Derek Russell, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you must spread the geek and introduce Star Wars to a new generation. Basically, I was wondering if you'd seen the Star Wars viral video. I have not. What? Um, maybe we should have watched the video before I read the email. We'll move on down. I was wondering what you think the best way to introduce younglings into the world of Star Wars is. My nine-year-old cousin enjoys the Clone Wars but has never seen the movies. You recommend showing them one through six or four, five, six, then one, two, three. Derek, what is your take on that? What order to go in? Yeah, like if someone has never seen Star Wars. How would you introduce them? I go original to to previous. Why? Because that's the way I did it. Okay, (laughs) fair enough. Touche. That's the way they were created, and that's the way they should be done. No. And you are incorrect, sir, on that. No, you're not. Uh, I show one through six. I think you get more nuances if you go old to new mm. or new to old. What I find, though, that if someone hasn't watched Star Wars at all ever in their life, they come in really confused already because they know that four, five, and six was released and one, two, and three. And they're so bombarded with all the cultural stuff that the surprise of Vader being Luke's father isn't there when they get to Empire anyway. And that's the one thing a lot of people want to show four, five, and six for. But if you go one through six, they get the whole story. And a lot of times you find out that casual fans don't have a big problem with Jar Jar. They enjoy the story of Anakin's fall. I had I had a friend who is still upset that, that he failed to be Darth Vader, even though he turned good in the end in Return of the Jedi, spoiler alert, that she just is distraught over the fact that his whole life and his children's life and the galaxy's life was ruined because of his fall. The only redeeming quality to her was Ewoks. Okay. And I mean, that's just, you know, that's just that that was her type personality. But what I find is that people literally, they, they genuinely enjoy the movies, one through six that way. But see, jokes like, <clears throat> why do I feel like you're going to be the death of me? Truth. There are some things that, that you know, you're not going to be able to get until you've seen it and you go back and rewatch. But um, I just think that uh, I, what I've found in my personal experience is it's a lot less confusing to show one through six for people. And for kids, if they're already watching the Clone Wars, you you need to go ahead and go one through six with them. Okay, it's up to you. Uh, it is up to me. You're the authority. I am. Um, I would suggest watching Back to the Future one through three. I I agree. Agreed. I'm not going. You know. Different. Agreed. I've actually some of my kids have never seen Back to the Future. <sighs> And so I'm getting ready. We're going to do a Back to the Future I'm night. getting ready. Yes. I'm getting ready to bash some heads in. Yes. <laughs> no, we're going to, we're going to uh, hang out at the house one day and grill some burgers and watch some Back to the Future. In one night? Uh, we'll probably start about 3 or 4 in the afternoon and go to about 11. Yeah. Needs to be done. It, I, and it will be done. I swear it will be done. Here's a guy that just made a Princess Bride reference. As you wish. Any, uh, 
Um, <clears throat> he goes on to ask this question, Derek, and I, and I guess I'm interested to ask you because I know you're not. Are you're more of a DC? You were always more of a DC guy than a Marvel guy, right? Oh yeah. He says. Um, he talks a little bit about uh, the Spider-Man movie that they're they're doing, the Amazing Spider-Man, and he doesn't really enjoy the suit because of it's not very flattering. Um, See, I like this new suit. I I I don't have a problem. It's very with it. It, you know, and with Garfield flankiness, it's very uh, Ultimate Spider-Man looking. That's to me. yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. But he says he thinks it's going to tank in comparison to 2012's other superhero films, Man of Steel. Dark Knight Rises. Are we getting Dark Knight Rises and Man of Steel in the same year? Is Man of Steel in 2012? It's supposed to be. Wow. That's going to yeah. be fun, huh? Well, maybe. We, <laughs> hope, hopefully, if they can get Jeff Bridges as Jarrell. Um, I heard a uh, new rumor circulating that John Hamm. Who is is, now, now, who is John Hamm? Mad Men. Nope. Uh, you watched 30 Rock? Yeah. Um, played the doctor that dated Tina Fey with the hook on his hand. One moment, please. Um, I know that name. Was in Bridesmaids. Was in. I hadn't seen Bridesmaids. Was in Sucker Punch. Hadn't seen in, Sucker uh, Punch. They thought he was going to be Superman there for a while. There was a rumor that he was going to be Superman. Um, is it one M or two M's? It's two M's on that one. There. I, I see a Jonathan Ham. J O N. Oh. Whoa! How did I end up with Bo Billings? And who is Bo <laughs> Billings? Because <laughs> you're awesome. <laughs> who is Bo Billings? Oh my Lanta. John Ham, there he is. Uh, yeah, okay, I recognize him. I guess he was. Uh, he was in. He was the, in the A team. <clears throat> who? <gasps> Wait a second. Where? They've done this whole thing weird now. Who was he in the A team? He was the. They were setting him up for the sequel at the end. He was the, the other, other Lynch. Lynch. Yeah. That came in. Okay. Yeah. As Jarrell? Mm-hmm. I, I guess I can see that. I guess they're going for a younger Jarrell, which makes sense. There was a time... I'm sorry? When he was going to be Superman. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that didn't pan out. No, but I'm saying I, I, I can see if they went with a younger Jarrell. James Kirk was a great man, but that was a different... Um, I don't understand the reference. <laughs> what, what is that? What is what is who is James Kirk? I don't know. Um, anyhow, where was where were we at? Anyhow, he says um, he says he thinks Amazing Spider-Man is going to tank compared to Man of Steel, Dark Knight Rises. Which there's been I saw some viral videos that were out today or recently with all the chanting in the background. And oh everything. God, those are creepy. Yeah, aren't they scary? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a breakout at Arkham, and so some people are saying that's just for the Arkham City video game. No, it's it's the Fire Rises. Yeah, the Fire Rises, yo. Yeah. Uh, and the Avengers. And he says, speaking of the Avengers, if you two were in charge of the Avengers movie, who would the villain be? Uh, 
Steve? Um, I mean, here's the thing, and, and I guess this is as good a place as any to respond to some other things I've heard where people are like, we don't want Loki to be the villain, blah, 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 yablo, yablo, yablo. Um, Loki the villain? Loki, I think, is going to end up being the villain of the Avengers, and here's why, Derek. Number one, he's in the movie. Number two... Um, the ending of Thor? Yeah, number two, uh, I, if you go back and read the original Avengers... Uh, story number one way back in the day Loki was the reason they all had to pull together and fight like Loki had Loki was the one who caused the Avengers to have to assemble in the first place and so I think it's fitting and I, I think mean, it works who, who's bad enough in Marvel to have to bring everybody together well there I mean you know a lot of people are wanting to see scrolls um oh, he mentions that'd be <laughs> yeah he mentions that's old, a little too new isn't it? yeah yeah well it's no scrolls have been around for many moons and Fantastic Four number six, I think, was the first appearance of the scrolls. Um, uh, he mentions Kang, who is a time traveler. Um, Thanos, who is a big cosmic villain. Um, Ultron, who is like this indestructible robot <laughs> that gains sentience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not calling roll, Ultron. I'm just here. Um, Why do you name yourself Ultron? I don't know. Well, he's a he was actually created by uh, Henry Pym, who is Ant Man slash Giant Man on the <laughs> Avengers, and he gains sentience and ends up becoming evil. He's like an indestructible robot, and he's got <clears throat> he's almost the brainiac of the Marvel universe because, like, I think he's up to Ultron thirteen right now, version thirteen. Good for him. Yeah, this is what yeah. I'm saying. I don't know. Um, I'd like to see... I mean, I, I'm cool with Loki being it, you know, because that's going to bring people in who enjoyed Thor. And, um, you know, and it's going to connect... It's going to really help connect Thor into this world of superheroes a bit better. Um, you know, so... That's kind of... That's kind of what I see. Hmm. Are, are there any... Is there anyone they haven't mentioned that is an Avenger that you'd want to see? He mentions a few... Like Black Panther, Wonder Man, Miss Marvel, Ant Man, and the Vision. I think we're going to get to see Ant Man, aren't we? I have no idea. Me either. I just wish Hulk had been cast differently. You don't like Mark Ruffalo? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Same part, same thing in every movie. He does. Well, this will be different, won't it? He plays the same. I mean, he doesn't do anything different. I don't know. I mean, he's. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, well, barely. <clears throat> I really don't understand what you're saying because you're kind of breaking up. Oh, I don't know why. But I, there's nothing you can do about it. Am I back? Uh, a We're little back. bit. I'm. I don't want to go. I don't. <laughs> Here's a guy that just made a Doctor Who reference. Did I? Yeah. Isn't okay. that what he said at the end of like that one season? You're going to have to be more specific. There's been about 80 of those. <laughs> the, the David Tennant. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Anyhow. Well, that wraps up our emails anyway, Derek, so we're out of the woods. Ah. Yes. Ah. Um, Derek, I, I want to talk to you about going to Disney World. This is really why I want to do this show. I'll probably cut out everything with this. <laughs> yes, we're going to Disney World. Um, every year for the past few years down at Disney, they've done what they call Star Wars Weekends, and, it, and it's held primarily over at Hollywood Studios. Been to one? Um, last 
year, last August, uh, they officially closed down Star Tours, the ride that had been in the park there since 1989. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ish. And um, they... Uh, they they had already started work. They they've they went ahead and, and they've made a Star Tours two, and um, when uh, when George Lucas like he said he was at the two opening through forty something. Yeah he yeah exactly. He was at the opening for Star Tours and everything two weeks ago at the Star Wars at the first Star Wars weekends of the year, and he said you know when they originally set out to do this they wanted to come in every few years and change the ride. And, uh, and, and he was open. He said, you know, there were a few management changes and some shifts and things. He's like, that caused us from not being able to do that. He's like, but now this ride has 54 variations, so we don't have to do that for a while. God. And uh, it, is, it is phenomenal, the new Star Tours. If you have a chance to get to Disneyland or uh, Walt Disney World, the Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida, uh, or Disneyland out in California, you need to check out Star Tours, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. Um, you rode the original, right? I have. Now, the original wasn't 3D. No. What did you do in the original Star Tours ride? Pretty sure it was the the trench. You did a trench run? Was there anything trench else run. to it? <sighs> Steve, it's been f- five years ago. Um, well, I mean, I know Pee Wee Herman was the pilot. <laughs> the voice of Paul Rubens. Oh, yeah. The, the robot, <laughs> um, the just like on the flight of the navigator, that one bolt. Yeah, one yeah, it kind of was. Um, I don't remember. You know, you just get jostled around a lot. Yeah, it's still it's still cool. Yeah. Well, this is actually Star Wars. Yeah. Well, this is actually 3D. Um, you go in and uh, and there's this whole neat <coughs> thing as you're standing in line. You're watching on screen. They're 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 watching a the screen where. 3PO steps into the cockpit of the of the thing you're going to be on. C3PO does, and the pilot droid actually gets up and walks out. Not the Paul Rubens pilot droid. It's a whole new updated droid and everything. Mm-hmm. And 3PO is running some maintenance and everything. And then you see some pit droids out in front of the, the camera cuts to out in front of the craft, and you see some pit droids messing around. And uh, and and someone um, comes by and presses a few buttons, and and the ship kind of. locks down or you know gets ready to open up and then you're ushered into your seats Mm -hmm. and um the the little wall there's a wall up in front of you and it comes down and c-3po is sitting there in a chair Mm -hmm. and uh animatronic c-3po looks amazing and all of a sudden they start giving him clearance to to take off and he's like what i'm not i'm not ready to do this what are you talking about we're not ready to take off and the ship starts to take off well, R2 is up on top in the little astromech plug-in unit, you know, and so you hear him talking to R2 the whole time, and as you're taking off out of the hangar, the the the, uh, the Millennium Falcon's right there in front of you, and it starts to lift off. Well, some stormtroopers run over to try to stop you, and they tell you there's an Imperial spy on board, and this little droid links up to the window, that, and I'm using my quote fingers, the window, and it randomizes some pictures, and all of a sudden someone who's actually in there with you, their picture comes up. Oh, wow. As the rebel spy. And now the whole thing is to get the rebel spy to safety. And so you blast out of the hangar. You're, you're, you're rocking through some ships out in this little shipyard in this, in this hub. And then you jump into hyperspace, even though 3PO says R2, don't you take this into hyperspace? And you go into hyperspace. And I'm not sure of all the planets there are 
I know there's Tatooine and Naboo and Hoth, and there's a the Geonosis around the asteroid fields of Geonosis and the Death Star. Um, they show as you're waiting in line, you know, they show different destinations like Mustafar and um, and Bespin. I think you go, you can go to Bespin, Cloud City. Um, all kinds of Star Wars planets, Derek, is my point. Okay. So, but what happens is then you're on, you're taking on, and I don't know how it's randomized or how it's worked out, but you're taking on a flight to two different planets. The first time we rode, we end up at Hoth. And on Hoth, there's a battle going on. You know, the Adat walkers walking. You fly right up under an Adat's foot as it's lifting. You're like, oh, my gosh. At that point, I yelled, this really isn't safe. Um <laughs> because you're in the thing. I mean, like, it's 3D. It's coming at you and popping in your face. And, um, <laughs> 3D and 3D. And, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's really immersive. When you go into hyperspace, you feel yourself pushed back into the chair. I mean, it, they do a great job. There's this simulator ride. Uh, but we went from there, and there's one point on, on Hoth where you're, I don't want to spoil anything, but I will, where you're kind of teetering on the side of a canyon. And 3PO's like, everybody lean back. And, you know, and so everyone does because you're there, man. And um, and it kind of tilts back, and then it tilts forward, and it starts to go over this thing, and, like, you're dropping, man. And uh, and he's like, R2, get the jets on. And they, you know, and you fire up, and you just launch right back out into space. Naboo, you go underwater, and you go through the planet core, and you dodge some fish, and then you come into the palace uh, hangar a little too fast, and you ram into a to the back of one of the Naboo starfighters and it busts the glass out of the uh, the windshield out of the uh, out of the uh, out of the ship you're in mm-hmm. the star tour ship and like in everybody you heard everybody when that happened goes <gasps> you know because it's like it's right in your face man um, the the coolest to me one of the cooler things was the the Geonosis um, asteroid belt from episode two because you actually end up getting chased by Boba Fett at that point hmm. and, and he shoots one of the sonic uh, charges out at you that real cool bomb from episode 2 that everything gets silent and then it's like mm-hmm. someone just hits a guitar string and you bump it and R2 bumps it back to him in his direction you know so you get to see it blow up and everything you shake and you end up uh, going then into a Death Star that's under construction and uh, and flying through it and flying out and, and um, uh, Tatooine you're in a pod race you, you hook up you get locked onto a pod racer and it makes you go faster and uh, you almost run into the crowd at the end. Um, it was just a really neat ride, and and the way and, and the line for the ride is still you're outside like the bunker on Endor, underneath the Ewok village. I just hmm. thought I thought it was super cool. Um, and that was the first one. No, that was uh, that was my experience. I didn't really go through all my first one. The first one we did Hoth, the, the first ride I took would, went to Hoth and Naboo, and it ended on Naboo. The second one we took did. Um, uh, what did it, it did? Uh, well, I, we ended up at Geonosis and the Death Star, and that's all one part of it. The first one, the first plane on that, I forget what it was, but on that ride, our friend, one of our friends, was act, that was with us actually was the Rebel Spy, and I quote her 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 statement was the first one wasn't real, that second one was real though. <laughs> um, but I can't remember the first planet we went to on on the second time we rode. Um, but the third time we rode, it was, uh, Tatooine and then, um, then Geonosis and the Death Star again. 
And but the, apparently there's because of how many planets there are and how many scenarios there are because it, between planets you get a hollow transmission from Princess Leia or Yoda, Yoda voiced by Frank Oz, by the way, not voiced by Tom Kane who does the voice of Yoda uh, on on the Clone Wars. And it was just it's just neat because it's like it's all right there. It's 3D. It's in your face. There's an actual C3PO sitting there in the room with you. Um, you know, that he's not on screen. He's actually sitting right there controlling everything and looking back at you and talking to us. And it was just really, really cool. Um, and it's a, it's a great ride. Like, I want to go back down before the summer's out and ride it again. That's nice. Or maybe even during the winter when no one's there and ride it again, you know, where I can just get in line again and again. So and you again. did a total of three times. Yeah, we did it thrice. Thrice. Um you know, is nice. I was really, I'd never, I'd never really been. I, they do a thing down there called Grad Night, mm-hmm. where schools take their seniors down, <clears throat> and and the park is open all night long for just like graduating seniors. I went down for that my senior year of high school, and it was just miserable because of how crowded it was. Yeah, and um, and that was the only time I'd ever been really to a Disney park in my life, and this then this was the first time I got to just kind of go experience, have fun. I was really blown away with Disney parks. Let me just say that right out of the gate. Because the the amusement parks I'm used to going to, like Six Flags Over Georgia, there's one about an hour and a half away from here called Wild Adventures, which is, I think, Six Flags is bought out. But the people working there, they just have, like, the dead eyes. It's like, I am doomed to push this button and check your seat belts <laughs> for the I'm rest of my life. Yeah. I'm here for the paycheck. <clears throat> At Disney, like, you got the sense that, that either one of two things are true. Either the people genuinely enjoyed working there or if they did not genuinely enjoy working there, they were acting like it because someone would kill them if they didn't. That's the way I think those people are in the hyperspace hoopla. <laughs> oh, um, sorry. So um, it's real. I mean, uh, there were a couple of shows we went to. A couple of uh, uh, James Arnold Taylor, who does the voice of Obi Wan Kenobi on the Clone Wars, was the host of the weekend or he's the host of the star wars weekends this year and uh we sat and watched him do a show with bruce spence and uh anthony daniels bruce spence had a bit part in episode three he played uh the old alien with the looks like a I always looks to me like one of those peanut butter bar peanut butter logs for a face and uh he's like you find no water here you know they're on the 10th level um he uh, he's also a big character actor though. Like he's he's had a he's one of those guys that oh that's that guy from that movie, kind of people. Uh, um, and he was hilarious. Like he did a great job just kind of interacting with everybody and 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 and. But then Anthony Daniels came out, and Anthony Daniels took over. Like he yeah, just he did when you got to see the Star Wars live thing. He hosted yeah, that as yeah. well. It's the same as when I saw it. Yeah. yeah. But he came out on stage, and like James would try to ask him a question, and he would just take over the question and take over the storytelling, and I mean just, uh, just interactive with the fans in the room and everything. He was he w- it was really fantastic. He did it. It was just a neat little, you know, almost like you'd see it a, at a. It reminded me very much of Star Wars Celebration, the way they did Q and A's at, at the Star Wars Celebrations, and then uh, we saw James Arnold Taylor's one man show that he does called Talking to Myself, where he just kind of gives his history of how he got into voice acting and everything, and he just goes through all these different voices. At one Did point, you have dinner with him? We didn't end up getting to have dinner. His schedule kind of got messed up. 
because of some unexpected things, and so we didn't get to have dinner with him. But that's okay. That's fine. Sorry. Oh, um, we opened up a wound. No, no, not at all, not at all. But every day of Star Wars weekends ends with what they call the hyperspace hoopla. Yeah. And Derek, I sent you a YouTube video of of the end of the hyperspace hoopla, uh, which is the dance off of the Star Wars stars. Yeah. And you seemed rather taken aback. I, no, I just I, I. They didn't do that when I was there, but yeah. Um, no, I wasn't taken back at all. I thought it was fun. I mean, it's for the kids. Yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen some people, and I'm not going to mention like Robin's name or anything, but I've seen some people who saw these Robert. videos and they get uh, yeah, and they get really irritated and hacked off by. It. They're like, I can't believe they did this, and I'm like, why? I mean, you can't help see those little Ewoks dancing. Oh my happy. gosh! When that little Ewok comes out dressed up as Slash with a guitar slung over his shoulder, yeah, I'm like, that's pretty good. And then Welcome to the Jungle with Wookie and Ewoks dancing. Come on, yeah, come the, on. The Wookie frightened me. I, I mean, it's just Chewbacca in sunglasses with a bandana on. And um, the uh, uh, the only I prefer not to think it's Chewbacca. I'd prefer to think it's another Wookie. <laughs> just a random okay. Wookie. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um. The uh, the first one I saw do this when they first did Star Wars Weekends a few years back when they were doing the hyperspace hoopla, the first dance-off had several things like that. They had, like, Princess Leia and Padme and um, some of the other female characters from Star Wars come out and do a, do a bit to girls just want to have fun. And they had, and then, of course, Chewie and some, or a Wookiee and Ewoks came out and did something, you know, in Jawas. And they thought it was all over, and all of a sudden... Uh, you hear Darth Vader breathe, and you hear the Imperial. You know, you hear part of the Imperial March play. And at this point, they were on the stage that that was in front of what looks like the bunker from Return of the Jedi. And the doors to the bunker open up, and Darth Vader comes out flanked by stormtroopers, and they do Thriller. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's different every year. Well, this year it was a rock and roll theme to the to the dance off, and um, Palpatine and his guards and. Uh, some and Boba Fett and Jango Fett end up dancing. Greedo tried to come out and get into it, but they shooed him away. Um, you know, to Back in Black, and Darth Maul comes out and does a number to Back in Black and uh, with him, and that's pretty cool. You know, I was thinking they should have they should have done what they did last with they should have switched songs because after after the Wookiee and the Ewoks have come out and did their little gig, Welcome to the Jungle. Back in Black, or not Back in Black, but Inner Sandman starts up by Metallica, and Vader comes out with the Stormtroopers. And I'm thinking they should have done Back in Black when Vader came out. Right. You know, this is the geek in me. Like, this is what I would have done. But it's just fun. And, like, there's a funny bit where the Emperor's like, we got mad skills, yo. And they look at him like, what? He's like, we got mad skills, yo. And, like, what are you talking about? He's like, we, as in us, the people here, the, the folks on the dark side, have got we have mad good incredible outstanding exemplary skills ability in this case to dance enough said yo it's like you without the you to give us some street cred and it's like it's it's the emperor basically it's the emperor from robot chicken yeah, you know, doing all this, and so it's just fun. It was great to be the there live. Aluminum Falcon. Yeah, <laughs> it's just neat. It's neat to be there in the midst of it, and you got Star Wars fans. You got kids who are just eating it up, man. Now, have you, you know? seen the video where the the girl? Yes, goes to the dark side. Oh my gosh! Yes, it's so cute and so funny and so sad at the same time. 
Um, I, have it's have you ever seen them do the do the Jedi training? I don't. They didn't do that while I was there. <clears throat> um, the first time I saw it was at Celebration Three. What they have is they've got a guy dressed up as a Jedi. And they hand little robes to the kids who come to, to participate, you know, and the kids get up and they give them all a little lightsaber, one of the plastic lightsabers. And, uh, and the guy walks through some moves with him and he talks about you're in the Jedi Academy and everything. And, and, he, and he, walk, he shows them how to activate their lightsaber and he teaches them, you know, here's up, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, B, A, start. And, um, and, and so then Vader shows up or... On one, there's two levels going on. One Vader shows up; the other, you're actually fighting Darth Maul. And the kids go up, and they get to uh, attack Vader, and you know, and defend against Vader, and all this stuff. And um, and so, as this little girl comes up, the the line they play is, "If you won't join me, then perhaps she will." And she looks up at the guy, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll join him." <laughs> and the Jedi instructor's like, "What you will? You He's don't like, have to." And the yeah. whole audience is just right. like. And laughing. so he's like, all right, activate your lightsaber. And she goes to kneel down she in front of him. She straight up kneels in front of him. <coughs> she can't be more than five years old. Oh, it's so precious. You know, because at one hand, I'm like, you think she's just too scared to fight him? And on the other hand, I you're like, what kind, of, what kind of parents do you have? You know, so, <coughs> yeah, it's really, it's, it's, it's so cute and so funny. But that's kind of, that's what goes on. You know, those kind of things go on at the... At the Star Wars part of Hollywood Studios during the Star Wars weekends, and it's just really, it's really cool. If you have a chance to go ride Star Tours, if you have a chance to go down, uh, they run through June. If you have a chance to go down for Star Wars weekends, you should go check it out. It's a, it's a neat little time. It's kind of like a mini Star Wars celebration. Um, all over the park, there are people dressed up as stormtroopers and bounty hunters and Darth Vader, where you know where you can get in a line and get your picture taken with them and everything. At one point, we were walking. My friends and I were walking uh, somewhere, and. Um, Vader was coming out from the dressing room to head to where he was having his pictures taken with people. And he ends up walking right alongside of me, right next to me. And so you know what I did. Make way for the Dark Lord! Everybody get out of the way! And whatever you do, don't mention P-A-D-M-E. That'll tick him off. And I was just waiting for the guy because, I mean, like, literally his cape was billowing on me there was a storm coming in wind was blowing and it was like i'm flanking darth vader here you know and and i was just waiting for him to throw up his hand and force choke me and i would have dropped for him but he didn't oh he did Did he make any mention of you at all oh no didn't even acknowledge me i mean that's how oh it was awesome though no it needed to be that way you know um if he wasn't going to force choke me he needed to ignore me because i'm beneath him he is darth vader yeah it did it got some good laughs which is what matters which is what matters um there was one thing down there that I had to do. Walls like for fairies with Steve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I told my friends when we were when we were heading the park. I'm like, we're doing stuff. I said, here's here are my must dos for today. Star tours 54 times, which we didn't fulfill. Well, that's okay. And Muppet Vision 3D, which is a must. Which is a must. And so we made our way to the Muppet Theater. And for those of you who've never been to Hollywood Studios in Orlando, Florida, of Walt Disney World, we made our way to Muppets to the Muppet Theater. Um, it's Hollywood Studios now, isn't it? Yeah, when I was still MGM. Right. Yeah, it's Hollywood Studios now. Um, but yeah, you it's it's the Muppet Theater. I mean, they they built the Muppet Theater for you to go sit in and watch an episode of the Muppet Show, basically. 
so in the 3D in the popping in your face in the 3D so good so stinking good you sit down you put on your 3D glasses and immediately a curtain over to your right on a balcony opens up and there's Statler and Waldorf told you and they begin three years ago I told you yeah 30 years ago you told me all about it um Kermit comes out and he introduces the whole idea like this is something new we're working on and and you go, you meet Beaker and Bunsen, they talk, and he tells you. But what's funny, the funniest part of the show to me is at the beginning, Kermit's kind of telling you what you're going to walk through and what you're going to do. And he's like, and it's all going to be culminated at the end with a finale by Sam the Eagle. And Sam's like, yes, I've, I've put together a glorious finale that's celebrating all the countries of the world, mostly America. <laughs> <clears throat> and so you go through this whole rigmarole. Of, I mean, it's Muppet insanity ensues. At one point, just randomly in the background, Scooter and Janice come riding by on bicycles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fozzie comes out to talk, and like he pokes his head around the curtain, like the, on the 3D screen, and it looks like he's looking around the curtain to look up at Statler and Waldorf, who are making fun of him. He squirts his little flower. You get squirt with water when he does that, um, which was just hilarious to me. Uh, Bean Bunny runs away, and so they're trying to find Bean Bunny, and Sweetums comes out in the audience looking for Bean Bunny. Um, the Swedish chef is rolling the film <laughs> and ends up blowing up the screen. <coughs> and fish guy's in there, isn't he? Uh, the boomerang fish guy? No, yeah. he, never he, throws, he never throws a fish at you, no. I thought he was. They missed a real good opportunity with that. Um, the uh, But as everything kind of messes up, Kermit, you know, doing that typical stressed-out Kermit thing, and this is the funniest line in the world to me. He turns around, he's like, hey, Sam, and the door opens up, and I'm like, yes, my leader. You got the finale ready? Oh, yes, it's a glorious three-hour finale, and he's like, you got one and a half minutes. And And so everything American happens really quick, and there's fireworks flying up. It was just Muppets, man, and it was so good. And my question to you is, is that old enough that that was Jim Henson doing Kermit? No. Okay. No, I think that was, we said he died in ninety, didn't we? Yeah. And I don't think that came along to like ninety seven or eight. Maybe. Okay. All right. I I didn't know. I mean, because it just seemed it's different than the Kermit voice we've got right now. Let me look. So I don't know. I mean, um, I know it was. It just ninety one. Ninety one. Wow, is, that thing is that, and it still looks good. And so, and when did? When did Mr. He Henson? died in 90. So it could have been him. Well, I guess it could have. You know, depending on when they wait, filmed wait, it and how wait. long Jim it took Henson's to... Jim Henson's Muppet Vision 3D at Disney Hollywood Studios. Oh, Disney California Adventure didn't open until 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it could be. Oh, yeah, Jim Henson is Kermit the Frog, Waldorf, yeah. and Swedish Chef. Yeah, I, I thought... I mean, I really did think it was... Um, but that still looks so good even today. Yeah, it does. It looked like it, it looked like new. it was. Yeah, it it looked very new, very fresh, very crisp, and um, <clears throat> I was. Uh, and it, and the jokes weren't dated. Like they did a great job of having jokes that weren't very dated. The only thing that's really dated about it is, is that it's like three D's. This amazing new technology, um, you know. But really, what you're seeing there is what is kind of the three D you get in theaters nowadays. You know, that's a little bit more advanced than just. Um, it's not the blue and red glasses kind of thing. And, uh, and I, I walked out of there just with a smile on my face. 
like absolutely loved it and um wanted to go back but i didn't think my friends did so i'd never really put in to go back and watch it again yeah but um yeah but uh it was i was just sitting there thinking i wish derek were here this is this is the stuff that Derek and I should be doing together, watching the Muppets. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but uh, it's it's neat because my friends and I met some people who asked us about the podcast while we were down there. Really? Because you were wearing the T-shirt. Yes, and uh, and and I told or, no. I should, let me let me go back because your face is that recognizable. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. They well they like didn't I see you in Atlanta one time? Um, Smiling really big. Really big. Uh, God, I can't wait for that show, 175. Exactly. Um, one of the guys, uh, one of the people we met, his name was Alan. Alan! 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 That's not Alan, Alan at all. Uh, it's Steve. Steve! 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 Steve. Um, we, were, we, <laughs> we were in line for the Toy Story ride, and a dude asked us what Geek Out Loud was, and so I told him. I'm like, it's really a lot about the 80s, man. He's like, I love the 80s. I'm like, yeah, me too. That's why I talk about it so much. He's like, look, my wife is always getting on to me about being 80s. My shirt's tucked in all the time. I don't, I don't know. I don't get that. Was shirt tucking in something in the 80s? I still do it. I, I mean, I don't because it accentuates my bulge, my fat bulge. Uh, then we met John from New York and Dirty Jersey. And... Uh, we were in the Star Wars line when we met him, and he asked about the shirts and everything. We told him, and he's like, oh, I'm totally into all this stuff, man. I used to have all the all the action figures when I was a kid and everything. I'm like, yeah, dude. I said, they're action figures, not, not dolls, right? And he's like, he really did have the accent. I know. I'm talking about your accent. Oh, it's terrible. I know. And, uh, and he looked back at my friend. He's like, that's right. They're not dolls. They're action figures. Say action figure now. I mean, because this dude was ripped. He had, like, he could have been mobbed up for all I know, you know? Uh, but he was there with his kids, and he just started, he goes off on this comedy bit about how Walmarts up north don't have grocery stores and the regular Walmart stuff. They've just got, like, Walmart, they've just got, like, the department store part of it, no, no, uh, no groceries. And he's like, but down here, my kid needed a swimsuit, so I'm like, yeah, you go get a swimsuit. I'm going to head over here and pick up an onion. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Um, we were, and he just ate it like an apple. <laughs> we were uh, we we were walking down the street and we met a guy named Rob Craig. Uh, Rob was there with one of his you children. You tell him Rob Craig. You tell him Rob Craig. Rob has a uh, podcast called the Silverball Podcast. Um, it's apparently all about pinballs and video games, uh, hmm. uh, pinball machines and stuff. He's a pinball enthusiast, and I I'm listened Googling. to a little bit of it. Silverballpodcast dot com. Yeah, I, I um. I listened to a little bit of it, and it's uh, he's good. He's well-spoken, and, and if you're into that kind of thing, he's got such a knowledge of this stuff, you know, and, and, and they're so knowledgeable of it. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't know anything you're talking about. Rob um, Craig you know, and his co-host Steve Rothschild. Steve! Are responsible for the Life After Death Pinball DVD series. Wow. How come we have never gotten anything? I don't know. I have no idea. Um... Met met a dude named Philip from Tampa. He was in the Toy Story ride at one point. We were going back to ride that again. How was the Toy Story ride? The Toy Story ride is really cool. It's like a game, and it's 3D. And so what you're doing is you get in this thing, and it and it slings you around in front of these screens, and you have to shoot uh, pies or darts at balloons or balls at things to knock them over, um, and and you rack up a score. 
And so, you know, we were all kind of in competition with one another. So that was pretty fun. Rebecca uh, asked us about the shirt. She was actually a cast member in the Toy Story ride. Um, and, and so, hey, Rebecca, I told all these people I'd give them a shout-out. Varsh was a cast member at a store where I bought a T-shirt. So I was glad to see they had the 3X T-shirt down at Disney. Nice. I was, I was appreciating them representing. Shelby was also at the same store. And Patik was a dude who was just hanging out there at the store. And uh, I think he kind of has a thing for Varsh. So, uh, <coughs> so hope you guys get together. Just putting that out there. But, Derek, what I really wanted to this tell you about. This is your love connection. That's right. This awesome. is your love connection. What I really wanted to tell you about. The game. Was the game we played. Tell me about the game. Um, the night before we were at, uh, at Disney, we went out to eat. And we went to this restaurant called T-Rex. You ever heard of it? No. Okay. Me neither. T-Rex is apparently like a rainforest cafe uh-huh. where really the big thing about it is just the experience of, of your eating there. You walk in and there's like this huge animatronic dinosaur roaring at you and there are different rooms in there like the, the fire room and the ice room and the underwater room and, um, you know, and all these different, and they've got all these different animatronic things that move around and roar and about every 20 minutes the lights will dim and everything will go boom because there's a meteor shower that's wiping all the dinosaurs out. And, and so we were sitting in a booth directly beneath one of these animatronic dinosaurs. And so people kept stopping to take pictures of the dinosaur. After this one girl kept coming back to continuously take pictures, I finally said, I'm going to get in this picture this time around. Did you start photobombing people? Yes. Um, I began to sit up in the booth when people would stop by. I'd throw the thumb up. I would do the pose. You know, and, and sometimes people would catch it. Sometimes they wouldn't. And so I sat down with my friends. I'm like, here's the game tomorrow at Disney. Whoever gets in the most pictures wins. And so we found ourselves all over, the, all over the park, all over Hollywood Studios. When people would stop to take pictures of things or take pictures with people, we would find ourselves six to eight feet behind them in the picture with thumbs up, looking, smiling, doing something. And um, at one point, a stormtrooper had walked out, and a lot of people got kind of gathered around him to try to you know, take pictures or whatever. So I just stepped in the background and just at every camera I could was thumbs up, smile, thumbs up, smile. About 30 pictures right there in one shot I won that day. So I'd like to encourage everybody, especially if you can do it with a Geek Out Loud shirt on, do that. It's awesome. It's so much fun because people are so focused in on And that's where I got to apologize to Rob Craig because the reason we met him is he was trying to, he was knelt down with his iPhone trying to take a picture of him and his boy who was in a stroller. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so my friend, one of my friends stopped. She's like, would you like me to do that? And so when she did that, I walked behind them and I squatted down and got in the picture. Nice. And he didn't realize it. So Rob... There's a big fat guy in your picture because of me. So, um, is that what that's called? Photobombing? Yes. I thought that was just something you did with Photoshop. No. When when you bomb somebody's photo, you. Well, we were doing it. We were like George Costanza in that beach picture. I mean, we. I was. I was all over it. We had so much stinking fun. Um, just getting in, sneaking into people's pictures, and doing stuff like that. So, if you. If you've been photobombed by us, uh, post it on our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash geekoutloud. And so. There's a great one on Tumblr. I've seen it's like a, in a bar. It's a bunch of bridesmaids, I think. Yeah. 
in there. I was like, picture again, and there's a guy in the back of the bar flipping them off, and like, flipping <laughs> off the camera. But then they've attached another image immediately underneath it, and apparently whoever's taking the picture told him the guy was doing it. So he's got his back turned at the bar, and all the bridesmaids have turned around, and the other picture, and they're flipping him off. Oh, wow. That's funny. That's nice. Well played, bridesmaids. Bunch of bunch of crazy women. Mm. Well, Derek, we're going to end this podcast this way. Okay. A little segment we like to call Round Three. All right, who's going to spin the wheel, Derek? I mailed it to you. Oh, posted for the, the torch has been passed. Okay, well, here we go. Then we're gonna um, we're gonna spin that wheel. All right, here we go. I don't really get sick looking at it. That's uh, it. Feels natural. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Derek, we landed on number two. So quickly, I don't yeah. think we did. I did. I do think we did. <laughs> <laughs> We landed on number two. Oh, okay. It worked out that way. Yeah. Derek, number two. Oh, I don't. Uh, I thought you had the topics. I do. I did, but remember we changed those topics, so I don't know what. Oh, uh, it's Smurfs versus Chipmunks is what it is, Derek. Oh, okay. So the third one's the one that's been changed. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Steve just said what it is. <laughs> the Smurfs versus Alvin and the Chipmunks. Steve? I, I'm asking you, Derek. Oh. Um, Are we talking about these new movie incarnations or the old Saturday new, morning cartoons? No, I'm going old school here. Oh, I'm then gonna, i got to go Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah, and Chipmunks. I never saw the two. <laughs> Although I heard a lot of people say the first Chipmunks movie really wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. But I was coming out of Hangover 2 the other day. Yeah. And I saw, yeah. as I, you know, they've got the teaser posters. I saw the Muppet poster and a few yeah. other things. But there was a Alvin Chipmunks 3. Really? Poster. Had not heard a word Are about that. Are you serious? When is that coming out? I don't know. Chipwrecked. Hmm. They were all in island clothes. It was very I, cute. I don't know that they should be going back to the whale. Well... There you go. Yeah. Have you seen these trailers for the Smurf movie? Saw the first one. Have yeah. not seen. I think there's been a couple more. <clears> yeah, they get more into the story and everything. Get to see little Neil Patrick Harris interacting with the Smurfs. So, and seen that. at one point, seen that. at one point he goes, "Smurfity Smurf 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 Smurf," and Smurfette goes, "You watch your language." Nice. <laughs> <laughs> because I think his whole thing is, "Why is everything Smurf this Smurf that?" And um, that's funny. And so, that's but. Funny. Gargamel's uh, in it. The guy that got, got playing Gargamel looks ridiculous, but he sounds like Gargamel. Uh, that's um, Hank Azaria. That's who I thought it was. Yeah. But they've got him made up, and he doesn't. He looks too fake. You know what I'm saying? Oh, really? So I guess I, he's supposed to look from cartoony. Yeah. I guess. I, I don't know. I It looks all right. Like, it doesn't look bad, you know. I think it would be better to do a Smurf movie set in Smurf Village. You know, Smurf land or wherever they're from. Um, there a whole lot of conflict there, wasn't there? Well, Gargamel and Azrael. Okay. 
but you know they come to the real world and so you know that is what it is but i don't know i'm not i'm not ready to say that you know the 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 studios have completely ruined my childhood because they've made a Smurfs movie. No, because there's always the old cartoons. <laughs> yeah, stuff. but know, when it comes Chipmunk, Chipmunks dates Smurfs. Yeah, when it comes back, when it comes to those old cartoons, though, I go Chipmunks because my expo- my main exposure to Chipmunks was the Saturday morning cartoon in the eighties. Yeah, and it was very hip. It was you know they sang a lot of uh, you know at that time up to date music. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, a lot of my exposure to pop music. Is a result of the chipmunks. Yeah, chipmunks. yeah. yeah. Um, Plus, you get things like the Chipmunk Adventure. Oh my god! One of the gosh. best movies ever made. Yes, I, we've covered that somewhere before. Because we're the boys of rock and roll. We are. You better believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sun goes down, and I'm ready to go. Anyhow, um, <clears throat> so yeah, so we're both agreed chipmunks. Nice. That was easy enough. Rolling that, spinning that big wheel. Round and round she goes. How's the weather? Hot. Yep. With no signs of letting up. So. What did you land on there, Steve? Uh, Derek, we landed on number three. Hey. Which is interesting. Sir, this is a, this is a battle. I think I know. This just came to me today. Yes, I think I know the outcome, but it's still interesting as a comparison. I hope we do because if it goes the, the, the way I'm not thinking it's going to go, I'm going to be very disappointed. Yes, uh, Ferris Bueller versus Zach Morris. Should we go one, two, three, and then say them at the same time? Yes. Is it one, two, three? Zach say Morris. It. What? No, damn it. <laughs> Is it? Oh, no. I'm sorry. Okay, let's try that again. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. I already heard yours. Oh, okay. Well, I'll do yours. One, two, three. Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I was just kidding about Zach Morris. I was worried there for a second. (laughs) I was like, well, first of all, you messed up the joke. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, isn't it fair to say Zach Morris was inspired by Ferris Bueller? As was Parker Lewis. He can't lose. He can't, man. Um... No matter how hard you try, Parker Lewis cannot lose. But but I have to say that Zach Morris got found himself in trouble a lot more than Ferris Bueller did. Well, you know, we only got that one one day with Ferris Bueller, unless you include the TV series, which, which I, I don't. Oh yeah. Um. Change to a new universe. Wait. Um. The uh, yeah, I mean, he's the. I mean, is he the original? Just cool slacker guy i mean what is he moves pretty fast i i don't know he's just he was awesome he was everything the got the jocks nerds motorheads everybody loved him they all love him they all love fierce has one of the best endings to a movie of all time how so after the credits he comes back he's like you're still here Mm -hmm. it's over yeah what are you doing go home yep yeah so i always want to incorporate that in my life somehow what how do you mean I don't know. I just always want to come out at the end of something and tell somebody that you're still here. Go home. That's how, there's sometimes when people are at my house, I do that. <clears throat> I'm like, well, really? what are you still doing here? <laughs> he did that to me. Well, no, I, I did not do that. The finale's over. Go home. Why are you here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Ferris Bueller's also one of those seminal 80s movies, though, too, that's just John Hughes, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean,. Bit of trivia I did not know until I actually saw Robin tweet it the other day that the parents 
got married. Yeah, I saw I saw him mention that too. And had kids. Yeah. And divorced. And divorced. And so, those kids could probably never live up to typical American family. Feeling. Yeah. Um yeah, it was uh it it you know, we really need to sit down and talk John Hughes in depth one day. Oh, that'd be a great episode. Yeah, we we really need to do that because that's one of my favorite aspects of dogma. It's the whole Jay and Silent Bob looking for Sherman, Illinois. Oh, yeah? But it doesn't exist. Right. Um, that throw you off? I, yeah, I don't remember that in Dogma. I'm sorry. That's um, the, that's what they're doing at the beginning of the movie. They left New Jersey, and they're trying to find Sherman, Illinois, because of, of Home Alone. And oh, all these okay. movies yeah. happen, 16 yeah. Candles and The Breakfast Club, but they, they figure out there is no Sherman, Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a... Uh, he just the the I don't know. It it's weird to think that on one hand I don't I wonder if people knew how culturally of touchstoney I, I don't know any other word that some of his films would be at the time. You know, like I I was just a little kid when Breakfast Club came out. You know, and and it's one of those things that it's just a it is a cultural touchstone. Uh, for films and and for the culture itself, like he just captured what it was to be a teenager. Um, and I like there's been some homages in recent years. Mm-hmm. Um, Five Hundred Days of Summer, yeah, it's a great movie. Easy A, did mm-hmm. you see that? I year? did. I watched. Uh, I watched a little bit of it last night. It was like the last half of it, and it was sort of Hughesish. Yeah, it really was. It, it the the whole premise was very much that. Um, mm-hmm. I was actually impressed that I got sucked into it the way I did. Yeah, it looks like just a chick flick or something, but you really it looks like a little movie. teeny bopper movie. It's a, it's fun. Yeah, it really was. Um, I love when she goes into the church to do the confession, and she sits there and just spills her heart, and she looks, and there's no one in there. She's like typical. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I think that uh, that John Hughes and I watched The Great Outdoors the other day. It was on the other night. Great movie. Oh my gosh, Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck. So, did he have anything to do with Home Alone Two? I don't know. The original Vacation movie. Did he do the original Vacation mm-hmm. movie? He wrote it. I didn't realize that. I mean, so he was a funny guy. You know, a lot of people when they start talking about him, they get all nostalgic and, and well, really a real recluse and really hit on the uh, the sixteen candles and the Breakfast Clubs and the say anything. But um, but I mean, he, he had Home some Alone funny too. stuff. So, well, Home Alone 2 felt uh, Home Alone-y. So, Home alone Yeah, is that? Beethoven. Ma- Mahoney. He did Beethoven? Mm-hmm. Wow. Dude just, he was amazing. We need, to do, we need to do a John Hughes episode at some point. Work that up. Next time. Next time. Gadget. Uh, our final episode, Derek, is something some people have asked us to actually talk about. I don't know that I have much to say about it. Um, the DC reboot. Uh, Newsarama reported earlier this week at time of recording that DC has said they're going to just kind of relaunch a bunch of number ones and simultaneously uh, start doing day of release digital comics as well, uh, which I think is the bigger news coming out of that, that they're going to be releasing in print and digital comics uh, same day. Well, that's uh, something I failed to mention when we were talking about the digital apps last time that um, that I didn't like about them is because you had to wait. Yeah. 
Well, the, my problem, the only problem that I'm seeing with this is the price point on some of these digital comics. And we mentioned that when we talked about it last time, that we were surprised at how much more they cost. I think that... Uh, I think DC needs to come on down on that price point a little bit. I know why they're not, but to keep their print portion alive, I guess, uh, to make it, you know, so that you're kind of, it's kind of competitive. But apparently after they've been out a month or two, they're going to drop the price by a dollar on the digital uh, downloads. Uh-huh. But uh, but the big thing that everyone's kind of like really honed in on is this idea of, is it a reboot? Is it just, you know, are they just starting at number one so people have kind of a jumping on point? That's what it feels like to me. I mean, yeah. You know, you've had pre-crisis and post-crisis and Silver Age, and this is just a new age of a new dawn of. Comics. But see, they just but they've they've did that not four years ago with the with the Infinite Crisis and then Final Crisis. But you're still like at Action Comics 900 and Wonder Woman 600, and but I don't think they're going to restart Action Comics, are they? They're restarting everything. Wow. See, I have a problem with that. I think it'd be cool to get Action Comics 1000, but I kind of, you know, I have a hard time with comics, and I read them, but I sometimes get lost in the in the shuffle yeah. on some things, especially when it comes to Batman, because there's so many freaking Batman titles. Yep, yep. I, I, th- I get really, I try, but I find it really difficult to navigate. Um, Superman's not as hard. Just because there aren't as many titles, but when you bring in Batgirl and, and Red Robin and Nightmare, I mean, there's just so many different things. Yeah. But well, and I, that's I'm kind of for it. Yeah, that's the thing. And there's been a lot of stuff that's kind of gotten convoluted in the DC universe in the past few years with your with all your rebirths, with all your blackest nights and your brightest days, with all your crises that have taken place in the past four or five years. It's really kind of gotten to be a mess over there, continuity wise. And so something that should have never happened after Crisis on Infinite Earths way back in the 80s has kind of happened. Yeah. And, um, and so I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't bought – Derek, I haven't bought a comic in a year, over a year. That long, huh? Yeah. I, I mean, I really hadn't. And I hadn't really read much of anything current in over a year. Um, you know, I kind of – I'll peruse a, a stand when I'm in a bookstore or something just to kind of – try to see what's going on, and I kind of keep up with what's happening through different websites, reviews, and that sort of thing. But um, I just, it, it, it becomes too much of a hassle to try to stay on it when there's no comic shop nearby. And, you know, I could, I guess I could, I did a subscription at one point, but it's just like, then you're waiting and you, and, and you, and you think it should be here this day or this week, and it doesn't come till late or it doesn't come, you know, it's just like, oh, come on. So, I've kind of given. I hadn't given up on comics, but it's like there. It's available in so many other mediums right now, too. Right. You know, with right. all the superhero movies coming out, with all the TV shows that are on. Um, well, not anymore necessarily, but like that Avengers cartoon is really good. Yeah. And um, you know, Batman: Brave and Bold was a fun cartoon. You know, Marvel's yeah, Marvel's coming out with some newer stuff with with a new Spider Man cartoon and stuff, and so don't like the Young Justice cartoon. I haven't watched it, but I've heard good things. Mm, not a fan. Hmm. I'd rather be watching Brave and the Bold. It's got to be better than Teen Titans. Yeah, well, see, I was, didn't like the Teen Titans. Cartoon. I didn't either. Um, you know, but in 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 Marvel and DC both are constantly releasing these straight to DVD movies, and you know, and and it's just like I'm kind of getting a superhero fix, you know, in a way that. That I, that I don't know. It's easier to either store the stuff on my DVR or 
on my DVD shelf rather than having 50,000 long boxes of comics sitting in a room Well, then maybe you need to get an iPad. (sighs) Maybe I do, Derek. Touche. Um, But I don't, I mean, but as far as a reboot goes, I don't know. Is it tied into this Flashpoint event that's going on in D.C.? You know, I've heard so many convoluted stories at this point. I heard we're doing Plastic Man. I don't know who started that. It's it's all really conjecture at this point until they start the. What I do know is, come September, the Justice League title will be rebooting with Jeff Johns at the helm. But everything we've heard over the last few, I mean, we heard Jeff Johns was gonna was gonna go to Aquaman. So like, and that was only a few weeks ago we heard that. So this has all happened really fast. Jeff Johns was supposed to go to Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Huh. I hadn't see. I don't even keep up with that mess as much as I used to, and and um because I don't because I, I know I'm not going to end up reading it. I guess is is mm-hmm. my reasoning, but um. But Jeff Johns, how do you feel about Jeff Johns doing JLA? I feel like he's going to make them all as much like yeah, Hal Jordan is totally possible. <laughs> well, I do too, but at the same time, um, you know, JLA is what actually brought me into DC Comics back in the in the late '90s when Grant Morrison did his run. Yeah. And uh, and I saw JLA. You should see some of the people they've got there. They've shuffled around for titles. It's weird. Grant Morrison's gonna be doing Superman. Um, there's some weird stuff they're doing. Have you yet to hear what's gonna happen with Brian Q. Miller and Batgirl? Hmm. All weird stuff. Yeah, that's. It's uh, it, it's it seems. I'm sure that this is not something they just decided and then bam dropped on the media. Well, you know. I, this. The way they've done this, it was almost like they had a meeting one morning and it happened that afternoon. I mean, it's really just come out of nowhere. And that's what I'm you saying. Is all I'm, these other preparations being made for things that have just halted now. So you you think it's something they, they just kind of decided in the morning and then told everyone in the afternoon? It has that feel to it. It has that feel to it, I think, to us because we're not... But no, this is what I'm saying. Like two or three weeks ago, we were still hearing about Jeff Johns' run on Aquaman starting. Right. And you know, Brian and Kelly, when Smallville ended, they were talking about a Smallville comic was going to get started. And and we and Brian Q. Miller has been talking about things coming down the pipeline for for Batgirl. Mm-hmm. But now all of a sudden, this is there's just been this huge. I mean, I'm out of the loop on some of it, so I mean, you know, I might be wrong. But just you know, all this stuff has been like, well, this is coming down the pipeline. We've had Flashpoint and. But now, I mean, and we had Brightest Day, and that's just completely being mowed over by this. Yeah, um, that, that's... So I, it really just sounds like this was a, like a spur-of-the-moment decision almost. Yeah, if I can speak to it this way... It, speak on that. It, let me speak on this. And I was wrong last week. The person who used to say that was Conan. Not the, not the barbarian. No. The, the, rex, the wrestler from Mexico. He said, yo, 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 let me speak on this. Hola, ley, viva la raza. Um, hablo espanol. El Nino is Spanish for the, the Nino. Nino. Kermit the Frog. frog? Um, I, I think that this is one of the problems with, with with comic book publishers, especially the big two right now, per, particularly from what I'm seeing DC, is let's really have all the... I mean, they've had how many big events in the past three years that have just been these big universe-shattering events take place? And it's like, you can't keep doing that, guys, or you're going to tear the fabric of your own reality apart. And they have done that. Now they've just shut it down and said, we're going to do one. 
we're retcon two. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it it's really has just become it's like Action Comics Volume Two, Issue One, kind of thing. Yeah, we did nine hundred issues. Now we're going on to something else. I wish they wouldn't. I wish they wouldn't. Man's coming back. Yeah. For Adventure Comics. Who's coming back? Dead Man. Dead Man. Huh. I thought he's already been around. I don't know. I don't don't either, Steve. I know that Bruce Wayne had stepped up and said, I'm not Batman, but I've been funding him all these years. Mm -hmm. You know, and to me, that ruined Batman. That's a harsh statement. That's, That's really overly critical. I didn't like that concept. I see why they did it, but I don't necessarily like it. Um, yeah. You know, if you're going to bring Bruce Wayne back, bring him back and let him be Batman, you know. Um, not just the benevolent benefactor thereof. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see because the thing that they do over at DC is if something doesn't pan out, oh, we'll just scrap it again next year and, and restart again. And you can't keep doing that to your... I understand wanting to get in new fans, but you can't do that to new fans either. You know, you can't... uh, You know what they need to do, Derek? What's that? Back in the day, when you would read a comic book and a character would reference something that took place, there would be a little asterisk next to what they said. And then down in... There'd be a footnote. There'd be a footnote, and it would say, this happened in issue so-and-so, or this title, issue number so-and-so. And it's like, if you want to know about it, go find it and read it. And you know what I did as a comic collector, as a 12, 13-year-old kid, when I'd see those little notes? You'd go buy it. I'd put those on my get list. Mm-hmm. And that's how, I did, that's how I searched through history of comic books and, and these characters. As, as I started, you know, I went and did the footwork. And, and the thing is, is nowadays with all the trades they've got and everything, you could actually put the footnote and you could say, hey, check this out in this trade or this. There'd you know, be like a whole another book, though, of footnotes. Well, I'm just saying, like, you could say this happened in issue number 135, or you can check it out in this particular trade paperback. And you know what people do? They'll go find those things. They'll go hunt them down if they want to know. Or if you're a good enough writer, you can explain the situation enough, well enough, that people can be like, okay, I'll read on now, you know? So, yeah, that's what we got, man. That's this. That's the 50th anniversary of Geek Out Loud. Real low-key, real fun. I just want to talk Star Wars weekends because I had such a blast. Fun times. Oh, it was fun times. When are we going? Uh, tomorrow. It's good. All right. All right. Load the baby up. Let's do this. <laughs> I think they got AT&T service in Orlando. Oh, good. So she can come. So <laughs> hey, everyone. We'd love to hear from you because we do read your emails, and, and, and that's kind of what drives a big portion of our show. That email address is geekoutonline at gmail.com, geekoutonline at gmail.com. Follow us on the Twitter. Derek, how is it that I have over 1,000 followers on my personal Twitter account, but on Geek Out Loud's Twitter account, we only have 300-something? That sounds right. I'm not complaining. I appreciate everyone that's followed us, but I feel like we should. there should be more there. So if you haven't followed us yet on the Twitter, twitter.com forward slash geekoutloud. Sometimes you'll even find myself talking to myself on the Geek Out Loud Twitter. And uh, that gets very esoteric. Um, what else is there? Oh, there's the Facebook fan page, which apparently I'm stupid for having. But because I'm resistant to change, I'm keeping it. Who said that? Uh, just different people. Facebook.com forward slash geekoutloud. It's not hard to find, and it's not hard to join, and it's not hard to be a part of facebook.com forward slash geek out loud go like us over there join in some discussions and uh, and let's make that your geek aggregator where you have to go every day to check out and see what's going on in the news of geekdom 
Am I forgetting anything? Derek, do you want to give out your personal Twitter account? At WD Russell on the Twitter is Derek. At Geek Out Loud is the show. We'd love to uh, hear from you, interact with you. You follow us, we'll follow you, the Geek Out Loud Twitter. That's our promise to you. Um, Derek, once again, we've come to the end of a show. That we have. Yes. And I just want to say, guys, if you're really upset and up in arms about what DC Comics is doing, let it go. It's all fake anyway. <laughs> it's not going to affect your real life. I promise you. Yes, it will. <clears throat> just enjoy it or don't buy it. That's the best way. Vote with your wallet. Um, it does affect your life then, apparently. But don't, yeah, you know, I'm just saying don't don't invest the energy of hate and, and everything. That's all I'm trying to say is be good. So uh, that's going to do it. That. That's going to wrap it up for us because there are people about to mob Derek. They've got their... They got their torches and pitchforks out in the hallway, and uh, and I'm hungry. Stupid tenants. I do. <laughs> so uh, until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Derek. Yeah, we'll see you guys. <laughs>